okay, the poor little rich boy trounced the grumpy zombie in the Sunshine State. This is Peter Bergman. This is Radio Free Oz for February 2nd, 2012. And let's talk about it. You know, it's good news. Because if we really were concentrating on Newt Gingrich, all we'd learn about is self-interest and megalomania. But concentrating on Romney, who is now the not the inevitable candidate, but close to it, we actually can begin to continue our critique of American capitalism, particularly seen through the lens of vulture capitalism, leveraging, tax evasion, and best of all, we now have a leading candidate who suffers from serious foot-in-mouth disease. Corporations are people. (laughs) I like to fire people. And now, this. I'm not concerned about the very poor. We have a safety net there. If it needs repair, I'll fix it. I'm not concerned about the very rich. They're doing just fine. I'm concerned about the very heart of America, the the 90, 95% of Americans who right now are struggling, and I'll continue to take that message across the nation. You just said, I'm not concerned about the very poor because they have a safety net. And I think there are lots of very poor Americans who are, are struggling who would say, that sounds odd. We, we, we will hear from the Democrat, Democrat Party the plight of the poor, and, and there's no question it, it's not good being poor. I'm not interested in the very poor. I mean, that's a bumper sticker. You see, the thing with Mitt Romney is he was born rich, he went to rich schools, he hung out with people who didn't really challenge him. And Mormons are not known for their improvisational sense. Things are fairly structured. So he's never had to kind of listen back to what he has to say. I'm not concerned about the very poor. And then he comes and says, you know, it's hard being poor. He's going to struggle for the 95% who aren't very poor and aren't very rich. I'm sorry there, uh, Mr. Romney, but do you know that if you take a look at the number of people who are like one medical disaster or one loss of a job away from poverty, that represents 43% of American households, 127 million people who are just on the edge of being poor. They don't like to hear that, but that's good. We're actually getting a chance to hear how the very wealthy think about the rest of us leprechauns. And because we've got a wealthy guy running, we get a chance to take a look at his tax strategy. Senator Carl Levin, I love Senator Carl Levin and his brother in the House of Representatives. He says that Mitt will have to just release all of his pre-2010 tax returns because we got to know more about where he's coming from. Levin may well know more about tax avoidance strategies than anybody in Congress. He's Democrats' top investigator. He's made extensive inquiries into the techniques that businesses and individuals like Romney use, including overseas havens to hide their money from the IRS. And what Romney revealed so far troubles Senator Levin. He says, I saw in the paper this morning that the spokesman for the Romney campaign said it was just an ordinary bank account in Switzerland. (laughs) Hey, my dear friends, how many out there have got ordinary bank accounts in Switzerland? I tell you, this man is nothing <laughs> but trouble. Okay, Levin said, uh, folks, 
We've done a lot of research. We went after UBS and my subcommittee. We have seen abuses by American wealthy folks trying to hide from Uncle Sam, putting their money in Swiss bank accounts and bank accounts and other tax havens. Recently said the IRS said, okay, ollie ollie in free, come in, pay your taxes on your Swiss accounts, you won't have to pay any penalties. 33,000 wealthy dudes stood up and paid their dues. Well, but not Romney. No, no, no. He said he's just got an ordinary bank account. And as Levin says, there is no such thing as an ordinary Swiss bank account. Now, there may be a few exceptions where you've got Americans who are living in Switzerland who have bank accounts. But as far as I know, Mrs. Romney was not living in Switzerland. Oh, I didn't realize this ordinary bank account was in his wife's name. And it only gets better and deeper. Levin also brought up the issue of the carried interest loophole, and we're going to be hearing a lot about that. That's a strategy that Romney has exploited to avoid millions a year in taxation. Nearly all tax experts agree that hedge and private equity fund managers should have to count their carried interest. They're taking profits of the firms they manage as wage income. But a loophole in the tax law allows them to treat it as long-term capital gains and they pay a significantly lower tax rate. Carried interest. Here are these bozos running these highly leveraged hedge funds for all these wealthy guys. And they take <laughs> their salaries as part of the capital gains. So they're not average working Joes. They're part of the investment. Not so. It's like saying, hey, I'm a carpenter. I helped build this development. The guy went off and sold the development and made X. So I didn't get everyday income. I'm part of the investment. I only have to pay 15%, not 30%. Uh-huh. Levin said this will be, in the middle of the year, a sea change. And the Republicans, who ideologically have stood against any revenue, are not going to be able to withstand the onslaught of the public outcry against the use of tax loopholes in the code. The tax havens that have been used to avoid paying taxes, the fact that corporations are given deductions for stock options in amounts far larger than they show on their books. People's eyes glaze over when you talk that way until now. And now, because of Romney's situation, there's going to be a real focus. And we can thank Occupy Wall Street for this, too. It is part of their frame structure. They brought two things forward, and one of them is the inequality of income and the tax code, which stinks. It is rigged. It's an unfair game. We're going to have to take our bulldozers out and level the playing field. On Wall Street, I'm a king. When I buy, the Dow explodes. When I sell, the markets tremble. So you can imagine what it feels like after a long, successful day of shafting widows and orphans to come home to my nubile trophy wife waiting for me at our mansion door in her skimpy, see-through Girl Scouts uniform and not be able to do the same to her. I can raise the market with the stroke of a key. But at home, I can't keep it up. Then my little vixen slipped a tab of Semperstiff into my midnight martini, and I'm a new man. So if you're tired of giving your partner the short end of the stick, turn to Semperstiff and go long on what you long for. 
Semper Stiff is another game changer from You Bought the Pharmaceuticals. Warning, if after popping Semper Stiff, your erection lasts for more than four hours, screw your doctor. You Bought the Pharmaceuticals is a deniable division of US Plus. US Plus, we own the idea of America. So Romney's not concerned about the very poor. And in general, I think it's fair to say that listening to the Republicans over the last three or four months as they go through their primary process, you'd have to say they don't care very much about the very poor in general. Except there's a strange thing happening. You know, undocumented workers who toil in the fields, uh, they're very poor, but it seems that certain Republicans, particularly in agricultural states, are very interested in them. Versions of an extreme immigration law, this one written by Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, by the way, Chris Kobach has endorsed Romney, and Romney has gladly accepted this man who's responsible for these draconian anti-immigration laws, which, as we'll see in just a moment, are causing all kinds of real economic havoc, not only amongst the undocumented aliens, but amongst the businessmen who counted on their cheap labor. Anyway, so these extreme immigration laws has led to fear and an exodus of Latino workers in states like Alabama, Georgia, and Arizona. After watching their crops rot due to a lack of workers in 2011, many farmers are uncertain of what to do in 2012 if they can't find enough laborers. Even apple farmers in Washington state were hurt by harmful anti-immigrant laws in other states. Remember in Alabama when all the undocumented people fled the state because one of Kobach's laws says, or one of the parts of Kobach's law says, that schools have the right to ask kids if they're legal. So they took their kids out of school and they fled Alabama and there was no one to pick the crops and so they brought in prison labor and found out they didn't really do the job because they didn't have the proper work ethic. Okay, but rather than follow Arizona's model and run undocumented immigrants out of the state, Kansas Agricultural Secretary Dale Rodman is seeking a waiver from the federal government so that companies can hire undocumented workers. According to the Topeka Capital Journal, Rodman's goal is to, quote, create a legal, straightforward manner of organizing existent immigrant labor, which means keep the slaves here. He has met with the Department of Homeland Security several times about creating a pilot program to connect employers with undocumented workers through a state-organized network. I need a waiver! Rodman told the Associated Press, it would be good for Kansas agriculture. What are they going to do? Put all of the uh, immigrant laborers in compounds so they can be found? That's what they used to do basically here in the Bracero program. When I worked in the Kennedy administration, yes, Camelot, as an intern in the Senate Subcommittee on Migratory Labor, I was part of the research team that helped draft the laws to protect migrant laborers, braceros, in, in certain areas like child labor, transportation, so they couldn't be like run around in, in unsafe trucks, and unsanitary housing, all of that. That was a big deal back then. And of course, the Republicans and the Southern Democrats particularly got together and defeated everyone. So now you've got states like Kansas, Georgia, Alabama, and Arizona wondering, what are we going to do? All that cheap labor is fleeing the state. 
Well, here's good news. If you really close the border, if you really put them drones and them National Guardsmen on the border, maybe they won't be able to get out. Maybe they'll just bounce back and come back to Kansas and start picking whatever it is or sawing up whatever meat. You know, they're very big in the meat departments. Oh, yeah, the cattle ranchers are unhappy because there's nobody to work in the slaughterhouses. Makes you wonder. Americans, so to speak, of all races and creeds won't take these jobs. So, until we can get together a nice group of documented robots, we've got to come up with some sort of a solution. I love the fact that the right-wing Republicans are going to have to figure it out on their own. Well, they're not alone. Actually, all of us are going to have to figure out a lot of things on their own. But not alone, because Oz is here. Maybe not to come up with the solutions, but certainly to comment on the comedy of what's going down. So help us out here. Become an Ozaneer. Become a regular subscriber. $3 a month. You go up, it comes off your credit card or out of your bank account once a month. 3 bucks. You don't like it, you can stop subscribing. But if you're listening, if you're one of the 2,000 people that downloads this show every day, I ask you to come and support Radio Free Oz. I've got a team of seven people here working basically as unpaid professionals, and we want to make this work even better, make it expand, make it a more significant website, however you want to look at it. In any case, have more fun, more ha-has. So we need the dineros for the ha-has. $3 a month, dime a day. That's uh, what Rockefeller used to pass out to the poor. Let's turn it all around, and I'll see you tomorrow.